welcome everyone to the very first episode of Game Talk. I'm your host, Calvin. Here along with me is Ed. What's up, everyone? And Cody. How's it going? This is the podcast where we're going to be talking about gaming news, trends in gaming, what we feel about the current games we're playing, what we like, dislike, what we want to see, and like the next update, for example, and also what's going on in uh, pop culture. The new movies, TV shows, stuff like that. We all love Stranger Things here. We all love Marvel Universe. Well, maybe not Ed. I don't know. But we won't hold it against him. All right. Now that you know what the podcast is about, now you're going to figure out how we met. So uh, I met Cody uh, when we were playing Destiny 2 back in the day. when we were tr- I was trying to get the Whisper of the Worm quest. Of, uh, sorry, yeah. Whisper of the Worm sniper, sorry. Um, I tried... Dozens of times in LFG to find a decent group, and I kept failing miserably over and over again. And finally, yeah, that was a very, very tough quest. Uh, yeah, well, to do it wasn't. It wasn't too random. tough to do. Only if you made a warlock. The thing is, yeah, like the thing is, I was, I was manning, I was manning a warlock, <laughs> right? And that, you know, that first whole part is a gigantic jumping puzzle, and it's a pain in the ass. And uh, anyways, I met Cody on there and uh, he sherpered me through it took us two, two tries and uh finally got that damn sniper which if, if you if, damn sniper yeah. and uh went back through it and uh got the catalyst for it didn't we yeah we did yeah and if you've played destiny you know like especially the raids you'll know that people will you know look at you weird if you don't have like a whisper of the worm or something like that it's like an elitist club, you know. In order to get into the special club, you have to have that, right. this cool weapon. Yeah, nobody that's right. Has. Yeah, it's, so it, it's it's like a it's like a status symbol, but it's yeah. like also like necessary for like especially like the really hard raids. Um, and through Cody, I met uh, Ed, and we've been playing just almost every game we could find together. And yeah. Yep, and that that was uh, over yeah, a year yeah, ago. Yeah, about a since, about a year. Uh, I want to say almost two years ago. Yeah. It was in the beginning of your uh, or the end of year one in D two, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The end, yeah, it was kind of mid year, uh, yeah. year one. So it, it's been it's been it's been a bit, and uh, I have enjoyed mm-hmm. playing with Kelvin, um, Destiny, and like you say, yeah, other Destiny, games as well. Overwatch, Division Two, um, Overwatch, Division yeah. Two, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. And and how I met Cody was also via Destiny. Uh, obviously, we we are a uh, Destiny fan. Oh yeah. Uh, fanboys oh, yeah. here, mm-hmm. but I met yeah I met Cody through Destiny as well in Destiny Year One, during the um, Prisoner pri- of Elders. Um, yeah, the Prisoner of Elders. Elders. Yep, I went into yep Prisoner of Elders. It's like a matchmaking um, uh, um, con- uh, <coughs> content that you do, and I was with my friend, and he obviously joins in, and we beat it. Very easy at level twenty eight. But I liked the way that he played. You know, he was always helping out the team, um, putting a shield since yeah. he was playing yep. the Titan. And I sent him an invite. And from there on, we started doing things together as well, doing raids and nightfalls. And we got and, along. Uh, it really kind of blossomed into uh, an unexpected friend, uh, friendship there. You can meet people at all so, places, man. Yep. All places and all times. You know, yes, that night, I, I honestly didn't think I yeah. would, you know, I thought I was just going to get in there and, you know, just complete it, get the bounty done or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but here we are today, you know, the the guy that helped me complete it, a complete random, you know, doing a podcast with, so. Here we are. 
Yeah, doing a podcast. So we're doing four years. Four later, years later, right? <laughs> we're gonna be talking about video games and and other cool cool, cool things on the gaming culture. So I, I I'm, I'm pretty excited. So let's excited talk about, about that, this. Ed. What was your first love, and what's your favorite game? Oh, my first love is Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation. That was my first mm. love. I was 12 years old playing that game. Um, and just the storytelling of the game, Calvin, it was very, uh, very new um, in the video game industry because back, yeah. you know, before you had very simple games like, you know, Mario and he had to mm, save right. the princess, you know, um, and then other games similar to that. But Metal Gear Solid kind of expanded. It made it like an action film mm. type and you were the main character you that's saying storyline infiltrating this camp that's exactly and it was also stealth which w was one of the, the new genres was that one of the of, first um, stealth games they made game uh, play i believe so i, I mean uh, before then the stealth genre wasn't really uh popularized i mean mm -hmm. there were stealth games but it was it was popularized by okay. metal gear solid kind of like the splinter and cell it had an interesting so, yeah, yeah, Splinter Cell well, came Splinter out a lot, Cell a lot came in later. later. Yeah, that that came in later, years later. But this game came out like in '98, I believe, or '99, and it it really mm -hmm. made a hit. Uh, it, it it made a change to the gaming industry so much that other games took after it. This stealth genre game, mm -hmm. um, and I fell in love with the game. I also enjoyed The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, one of my favorite yeah. games of all time as well. Uh, yeah, Witcher, Witcher 3 is a very game. good I, I game. Very good story. Very great. Just just well-rounded. I mean, I know, polished even to this day. I know I'm probably going to get shit for it, but I actually never played uh, any of the Witcher games. Fucking bad about that. You know, that. and that, that, Shame. that's Shame. okay, because <laughs> I've never played any of the Witchers besides Witcher 3, and I've yet to beat it. I've always picked it up. I've played it. I've gotten, you know, hours and hours and hours into it. And then, you know, a new game comes out or something I'm excited for, and I end up kind of putting it on the back burner. But it is a very, very good game. Mm -hmm. I recommend you, Guy. I recommend you, Calvin, to play it. And for Cody, just finish the game. Uh, you, can, you never finished Witcher amazing, 3? Amazing no, no, I never finished that. Uh, shame. I got to, uh, I <laughs> shame on shame, you. Shame on me, you never even played it. No, but uh, <laughs> I got to Skellica. Uh, and the really unique thing about the Witcher is every different encounter, whether if it's a different monster or whatnot, mm -hmm. is always different and unique to its own perspective, you know. So and, yeah. and that's what that's what really drew me into uh, to the Witcher. You know, you could be out, yeah, you to could be out roaming around in the world, uh, and you can like come across like this uh, this ghost thing or whatever, not know how to kill it. Then you go and do like this quest, figure out how to kill ghosts, mm -hmm. go back into the world, and then you find like another ghost, and you're like, boom, I know how to I know how to deal with you. And then it's just like it's little things that you do in the world, little um, uh, monster contracts or uh, gotcha, bitch. hunt contracts. Yeah. Yep, monster contracts and uh, also the side quests are uh, are as good as the main quests in my opinion. I mean, some side quests are are, are even better than the main quest of of, of, of a different. Right, right. Uh, I would game. agree. It's got a lot and of meat and very, a lot of background to yep. each side quest. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
And what about you, uh, Cody? What uh, what got you into um, gaming? Well, you know, I think what really got me into gaming was uh, the very first Gears of War back on the 360. Granted, you know, I did play, you know, the Call of Duties and uh, the Halos back on, like, the Xbox, the original Xbox. Um, but Gears of War was something, you know, completely different from your, your Halos and your Call of Duties where you're mantling from cover to cover. You're shooting these these goblin-looking things, you know, uh, locusts and stuff. It was just it was just crazy. Uh, the gore is what really, really got me into the game. Uh, nothing's more satisfying than charging into... You know your, your enemy revving up your chainsaw and chainsawing him in half, watching the blood squirt across the screen and stuff like that, dude. It's just crazy, man. It's very, very satisfying. It to is watch. amazing, man. But, but I think you know, even though the gore and the way it plays, the story is one of my favorite stories in all video gaming games that I've ever played. Uh, I, I, I love the characters with Marcus Phoenix and the relationship he shares with Dom and Anya. Um, and throughout the series, Dom and Anya, you know, they end up hooking up together and they end up having a kid with JD and that leads into Gears of War 4. Dom ends up killing himself to save uh, Delta Squad back in, in Gears 3. And when, when, when Dom sacrifices himself to save Delta Squad, you can feel that emotion. Yeah, because you, know, you, you can feel the like pain. four games with this guy, you know, right next exactly. to him. Exactly. And, and another thing, too, is like when you bring like a friend over on like a Friday night or whatnot and you're playing Gears of War, you know, player two plays as Dom, mm -hmm. right? So when Dom dies, and I had this particular friend, Austin, um, when, when Dom sacrificed himself, uh, he really felt uh, the emotion after that because that was his character, you know? And, and that's, that's what I really, really loved about the Gears of War series is it was really... Uh, rich with emotions almost every every time you turned around so okay what about, what about you calvin well uh i started gaming ah oh, god back in the uh, super nintendo uh, back in the early 90s and my first love was probably uh donkey kong country on that i, okay. I remember playing that for just forever long time uh god i love i love that game just like uh listening to, like the music now on it it's like beating King K. Rule finally out, and like at the end of the game, right. like it's very satisfied for a f very satisfying for a right. five year old to finally beat that. You know, I've never played a Donkey Kong well. game, well. so what is it appealing? What, it was, what did it was a what did you like game, about it? You know, and uh, it, it 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 looked, it yeah, well, looked yeah, better than uh, in my opinion it looked better than the Super Mario games that were also out in the Super Nintendo, and it was just a fun mm -hmm. game. You know, it was it was ridiculous. It had like barrels and bananas and fucking like big gorillas like throwing barrels at like alligators and shit. It was a fun game. You know? Okay. But uh yeah that that really ever since then I've been just right. trying to game I've been gaming just nonstop. You know, I, I remember playing uh, Fury Three with my dad on his uh, PC back in like ninety five and I remember watching him play uh Fallout one and two. Uh, they're the originals on PC and just like just watching him like I, I had no idea what he was doing. Uh, or like any like the game mechanics or anything, but I remember just like watching him. Just that yeah, was great, and uh, yeah, the favorite game now that was uh, of all time. It's probably gonna be uh, Morrowind from uh, the original. Uh, the original Morrowind back in uh, like ninety two thousand three. I remember right. Oh, is that getting is that getting remastered? Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I do not think oh, so. It's just basically the probably same not. game back from two thousand three. I don't just. Right up to 2019. Actually, no, I think it was yeah, 2003 or something I, like that. But um, 
I don't think Bethesda is gonna do. Uh, is gonna no, pull but Skyrim. it's up to the modding community. Okay, one of the best things about Elder Scrolls games is the modding community, right? So like Beth Bethesda releases like I would say like eighty percent of the product, right? It's like eighty percent finished, and that twenty that twenty percent is up to the modders to fix. You know, like uh, with updates, you know, um, like unofficial patches, and just content. You know, like I remember my Skyrim file. Uh, my mods file was probably like five or six gigs bigger than the actual game file. Yeah, okay. Just of like all like the mods I had installed on there. Just... Now, did the mods do different things for you, like texture mods, yeah, was... or did they make you like more like uh, stronger? Anything or from certain like skill points. It was anything from texture mods to just making the game harder, like like making get good gameplay changes. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I know Skyrim's got that uh that texture mod with uh the sky I think or something like that. Yeah, and uh um, and, or, or weather. And uh, Morwen had that too. And uh, okay. I I remember like like that was my first um my first experience with like mod in the mining community was with uh, with Morwen. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how you can get into a game you know that you never played before? And just completely fall in love with it, just by how it plays or by how it looks and the mechanics of things. Oh I mean, god! Like the looking back though, like <laughs> like I'm definitely looking at more with through rose-colored glasses because that game does not play well at all. It is clunky as hell, and it, like I, even when I do feel nostalgic and I want to play the game, I I have to have like probably a couple dozen mods on there to make it look better and like to change certain mm -hmm. things because that game is clunky as shit. You know, and it, and it's completely yeah. unforgiving too. Like you, like you get like maybe ten minutes, you know, for a character, uh, you know, like uh, like to make your character and everything, and then you get thrown in there, and, and like the game's like, oh well, here you go, figure it out, bro. It's it's uh it's very unforgiving because like you, there, there's no qu you know, there's no quest markers, had, you know, nothing. Right, you know, I kind of had an experience with that back on the Elder Scrolls Online when it first came out on the uh, PS4. Side note, though, that's not a real Elder Scrolls game. It's good. Don't well, get me wrong. I, mean, I like that game. I, I played it too, but it's not. Yeah, but I got you, man. But anyways, um, yeah. So my buddy Steven and his brother James, uh, we we loaded up on the PlayStation Four. I have no idea what I'm getting into. This is my very first type of game, uh, playing like this. Right. Mm -hmm. We get into it. We go and we set off and do some quests. Um, you know, we we went into like this little cave and killed this werewolf thing or whatever uh collected it went back to the town i unlocked a new skill point to uh upgrade my abilities and you know i had did that and i was trying out my new ability inside this uh hud or not the hud but uh you know the safe place mm -hmm. uh the village or whatever and i accidentally hit another character not thinking i actually could and the guards actually turned very hostile towards me. I've, I've, I've done that before. It's a pain in the right. ass. <laughs> it is a pain in the ass. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what the heck is hitting me? Like, I don't know what the heck's going on. I end up dying. I'm frustrated. I'm expressing my frustration. Well, it turns out I had to, like, come up with, like, four or 500 gold just to pay off the guards so I can enter the town so I can get more quests, uh, turn in my old quests, because other than that, I couldn't do anything. It, it, it was pointless. So once I accumulated the 500 gold by doing a bunch of stuff and killing a bunch of creatures and, and looting chests um, to pay off my bounty, my friends had bought their horses already, and we'd pick up a quest, and we'd be on one side of the map, and the quest would be on the other side of the map, and we'd have to travel over there, but they had the horses. 
because they didn't have that 500 bounty like I did. Where I was, I was stuck running on foot. So by the time I got over there, everything was already dead. I got no experience, mm -hmm. and it just it wasn't it wasn't fun for me. Were your were your were your were your friends showing off that they got a horse and um, you had a Steven, walk? Uh, yes, he was. He's he's kind of like that. He goes, "Oh, Cody, look at my brand new white horse over here." You know, and I'm just like, you know what? Screw you. Steve. You know, so like, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna so, kill your horse. Elder Scrolls Online was actually one of like the two games I've ever pre-ordered, right? And I actually got a horse like right off the bat in that game, like after you like you took like, the first air and everything. Was that a pre-order bo uh, bonus? Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah, go figure. Maybe I should have pre-ordered it. <laughs> there we go. The, 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 All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to our welcome episode. Look for the first episode soon, where we'll be talking about the state of Anthem, how Blizzard has not made a game in years, and Borderlands 3. We'll see you next time.